Scott and Liam versus Evil. Back, you could do it like you could put an accent and do the poltergeist thing, or we could. Oh, you're already recording. Hey, everybody, we're back. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to Scotland Lean vs. Evil episode 49. It's been a few weeks, it has been a few weeks. You've been gallivanting, I have been working, not, working yeah. <laughs> gallivanting around your work, perhaps. Possibly, I have, I have, I have. I turned uh, another year older, um, the other week. Oh. A gentleman never tells his age. <laughs> Insert joke. Um, What's that? 52, 53? Shove it. Uh, 32, <laughs> which is young these days. Uh, I got a Fitbit, so I'm. Hey, it's young. Oh, it's actually not young. Were you hanging about? It's playground. <laughs> so I'm trying to, I'm trying to get my steps up. Apparently, 10,000 is a daily goal. What yeah, just now? Right now, I'm at 2,900, but it's that's. Um, <laughs> but that's. Oh, yeah. Night shift, so yeah, it doesn't Because all the steps I've done during work disappeared at midnight. I was like, bastard. <laughs> so, anyway. This week will be the first week of starting the way it was meant to be at the start, where I'll choose two movies and force Scott to watch them, where he may enjoy them, he may think it's just disgusting like nonsense, yes. right? And then the next week, or the, sorry, the fortnight after, Scott will pick two. So this week was my choice, which is weird, because the only reason I've actually seen one of the movies was because of you. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to do The Burning from 1981, which I picked up from the Arrow Summer Sale. I'm very happy I picked it up. And Sleepaway Camp from 1983, which is one you gave me a loan of because it's really upsetting, but I've never, I had never seen it until you gave me Both it last year. Both of these movies, when I watch them, they're like, they're like cult classics, but they're ones that have, they're not in your face. They're not like your Friday 13th and mm-hmm. your other kind of summer camp slashers. They are, they have disappeared. Although once you find out about Sleepaway Camp, like when I did find out, I think it was Horror Movie Night, you used to talk about it. When I found out that this movie existed, looked it up, bought it, and there's sequels, and there's a massive following for yeah. it. It's a huge, huge movie. Which I don't quite understand. Uh, the Burning <laughs> doesn't really have any sequels, so I think that's why it's never... It's as if it came out and piggybacked on the back of Friday the 13th, which mm-hmm. piggybacked on Halloween. Yeah. So probably a lot of folk just didn't give it any time, but it's good. I it should have been. It. it was really good. It's probably the, one of the best 80s slashers that exist. Oh you going to drop that bomb? I think I, I, I definitely, I'm surprised that I definitely liked it. I like both of these movies, like, I, which you'll find out when I get to them, but I fucking loved oh, really? both these for once. And this is your, this is your double pick. Don't expect I, this to happen again, but you've picked two movies that I love. I think I know why you like The Burning, but we'll get into that as you talk about it. Okay. So the synopsis from the back of it, uh, from the actual back of the old VHS, because I think that's a better way to do it now. IMDB, they let any cunt I know, and right, it's, I hate when you, when you look on these online ones and you and you try to look and you, you mistake the synopsis for the summary. The summary, and you end up reading the synopsis, and it's just somebody's somebody's actually taking the time <laughs> to type out the entire plot of the fucking movies. Sometimes I do that with TV episodes. So see when I fall asleep halfway through, I'll go and read the synopsis. Oh, right. I thought you said you, you sometimes you type. Oh out, no, I don't ever type it out. No, I don't even type out comments. <laughs> Uh, so the burning uh, is a group of summer camp pranksters that get the scare of their lives when they target the camp's creepy caretaker so much alliteration in 80s yeah. VHS covers and he takes bloody revenge after a cruel joke goes awry severely burning him and subjecting him to five years of intensive unsuccessful skin graft treatment Cropsey is back at camp and ready to wreak havoc on those that scarred him 
With his hedge clippers in hand, he terrorises the camp and systematically mutilates each victim. Can a few courageous campers save themselves and destroy the demented madman before he kills them all? See when uh, the synopsis says um, a few summer camp pranksters, does it mean uh, we follow a few summer camp rapists? Because uh, there's quite a lot of rapists in this movie. a whole <laughs> lot of rapists. What's what the camp called? It should be attempted rape. Camp uh, attempted rape. <laughs> Because camp, camp not, sexual assault. Not only do they try it, they all fail. <laughs> the actually uh, it, it was Camp Blackfell or Blackfoot, but I think they changed the one that they go to because then this creepy story it was like it was the camp near here. So, so I thought that was just me. Cropsy comes back after the the skin graft, and just decides to go to, go to an camp to the nearest and one kill and just kill different kids. Yeah, nothing to do with the folk that actually set them on fire. No. Because I thought it was just me. I mean, there must be like those guys must be working at and that. And I was camp. thinking, I think that's why the this one disappeared and became cult because Cropsy's got no care for who he kills. There's no rules whatsoever. Like we will get to as we can get through the scenes, but you think that would be scary? There's or? no any yeah, well, p- potentially, yeah. And he's also a real person because he's just been burnt skin graft. And you get to the end, there's no sequels. He's not magically yeah, kept not. alive like Jason. He's he's a real guy who's just went on a mental unjustified revenge story and it's the lack of slasher rules that make it different from your normal ones that you kind of come to yeah. come across something now and maybe that's the reason why it disappeared and didn't you know stay in the front I do have you uh, do you know the Cropsy names from uh, is it that Cropsy the old legend Aye. Staten Island boogeyman yeah have you watched the documentary I watched some of it but it was quite boring oh I quite enjoyed it if, if you care for it it's a a kind of documentary about them exploring the history behind this boogeyman legend and how in like the 70s or 80s it kind of came true because there was actually a, a janitor at a mental asylum that was beasting and killing wains. They might not have beasted them, but why kill them if you're not going to beast them? Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Uh, but you can catch it on Amazon or Netflix. So let's get into The Burning. Well, I watched The Burning at night on YouTube because I... Forgot that my copy's American and I can't watch it. So I watched it on YouTube. Found Do you want to American so bad that you buy American sometimes, products? Sometimes, even you sometimes, can't you use buy, sometimes you buy on eBay. You buy a DVD. You don't check to see if it's got the British kind of mm. age certificate on the front of the case, and you just think, "Well, that's fine. That's a DVD for a pound. Brilliant." It comes in, and you're like, "You fucking bastard!" And by this point, you've already left positive feedback, so you can't go back and say, "You dickhead! You never told me it was a US version." To be honest, that guy's doing really well if he's managing to post you a DVD. <laughs> for a pound from it's America no, not from America it's posted from here some jackass so is some other jackass is bought it for a pound <laughs> yeah. uh, so I watched it on YouTube the full movies on YouTube if you if you fancy watching this and, and going looking for it so is um, Sleepaway Camp yep incidentally um, and when you watch The Burning see when it finishes it goes next movie it flicks right into another 80s slasher called Final Exam which I haven't finished watching but looks it looks good. just as good <laughs> um, so I started watching this at night and I thought I was, I was tired, I was probably off night shift or whatever, I can't remember. And I thought, I'm not going to write notes just now because I'll just, I'll remember it all. So I watched like <laughs> 20 minutes, maybe 40 minutes and woke and thought about all these things. Well, that's a good, that's a good line. Well, that's a funny way they said that. And then woke up the next morning and thought, I don't remember anything. So my notes start kind of halfway, halfway through. through. Well, at the very start, it's quite like where they set fire to, well, they give him a burning skull. Yeah, it's like the worst him. joke in the world. It is, it's, it's not even a prank. They break into his house, put a skull with candles in its eyes, so when he wakes up, he gets a fright. Yeah. If you really broke into his house, like, do something yeah. serious. Like, burgle him. So then he, 
accidentally knocks the, the candles over and sets himself on fire. Is, there is no fire precautions in a wooden cabin in the middle of the woods. You think there'd be a fire extinguisher <laughs> or a blanket or something. Because it's, it's essentially just asking to go up in flames. It's um it's health and safety gone. It's health and safety not existing as what it is. Maybe that's why health oh. and safety has now gone mental. And then, so Cropsey goes through five years of skin graft. I only know it's five years because of that little... Aye, because I was wondering where you got that from. I thought, I don't remember that. I don't remember them what saying five years. What I remember is, the, is the, the nursing assistant or the porter or whatever they're called in American hospitals, the orderly, taking a doctor who looks as if he should have about 30 or 40 years experience as if it's his first day in the job and saying, no, come, come look, come look at this, come look at this. And being the most forthright guy but like, you should see this guy he's fucking disgusting <laughs> he's burnt he's horrible he'll never love again You're like whoa <laughs> it's fucking uh, awful uh, so he said in the movie it says they're failed skin grafts but then when Cropsey gets out the first thing he does is takes a hooker a pumper like that really ugly just haggard old woman can you imagine that part yeah, there's like an old woman. Oh, I must have, that must like, have been kind of when I was asleep. He's walking down the street and she's like, oh, hey, big boy, big burn boy. <laughs> <laughs> you want to come up and give me a good time? This is all paraphrased. That there's a good chance she doesn't say any of that. Uh, and he goes upstairs. And if my notes are correct, which again could be, well, they might not be, uh, he pumps her. And I was like, imagine how so that would be. Five years of failed skin grafts. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You stick your yeah, dick in a hooker. That is, oh, that's I mean, when you nasty. see his face, it's like it's like they've not even tried to skin graft. So I don't even know what, what <laughs> hell his dick looks like. I think I've got started taking my notes from when they go the canoe trip. Oh, you know, that's, that's like nearly halfway. But like nothing's even really happened yet by this point. Like nobody's been murdered at the camp or anything. Is this uh, true? Uh, yeah, pretty much that. Apart from Jason Alexander appears in it, the yeah. guy from Seinfeld, Seinfeld. and and he must have come out of the womb talking like that because <laughs> he's got hair and he's like fucking 17 and he still speaks like a 50 year old man. Uh, Holly Hunter's in it as well but she's almost like an unspeakable role. She's just one of the other campers. Uh, what is she from? Um, loads of things. Alright. <laughs> she's in that movie 13 with Evan Rachel Wood when the 13 year old girls go fucking in on that. Yeah. And she's in something recently like she's like like uh, Divergent or something I don't know. But also... Um, Rat from Fast Times at Ridgemont High, isn't it? I don't know the actor's actual name. I just know he plays uh, Alfred in this. Oh, is that Alfred? He's the kind of nervous. One, yeah, guy. he's got the he runs with his shoulders almost above his head, yeah. man. That is the weirdest <laughs> run I've ever seen in my whole entire life. Also, uh, Marcus Parks in this movie. Do you notice that? Really? Yeah. Is it actually Marcus? No. <laughs> it's uh, Fisher Stevens was his name, but when he was young, he also talks the exact same way he does I know. when he grew up. It's um the guy he played like the Phoebe's boyfriend, the psychiatrist in like an episode so of Friends, did. but he was also the scientist in Short Circuit. Right, okay. Johnny Five, is he live? But that's right. he puts on like an a poo <laughs> the Pasapina Petalan um voice in that movie, but Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you away with that one. In the movie, uh, in the burning he's just like he's just like his voice is exactly the same, only he looks like Max Parks. Fair enough. You get twenty minute tits. 20 minutes tits? 20 minutes tits. What, tw- in 20 minutes do you see tits? Or you yeah, get twi- 20 minutes? In twi- oh no, you would remember that. Yeah. <laughs> you always remember 20 minutes worth of tits. No, it's, it takes 20 minutes for the tits to come. But, unlike the other movie, there's tits and ass everywhere in the burning. Yeah. The other movie is, well, we'll get to that. Where, where'd, you get, where'd you get the first tits in the burning? Is that when yeah, he, he takes... The, I think it's when the girls are showing. In fact, it is, because I've actually wrote 
these girls look far too young to have their tits out on camera. <laughs> like, this is severe. It got to a point I actually felt, in me, to feel uncomfortable. <laughs> I felt uncomfortable watching this because it was like zooming in on children's asses and tits and then they're smoking and they're talking about boys and like, I was like, you've got braces, you're like fucking 12. I don't want to see your 12 year old tits. Yeah. Oh, I'd rather you were a 12 year old playing like an 18 year old and then yeah I'll, sh- I'll see your tits why <laughs> <laughs> to me yeah. I'll see your tits but don't just come out as an actual child and show me your tits it's weird man you get you also um, like I, I'm trying try to think where my, my notes go from um, to get here but if we can fast forward to the canoe trip the, the, the older campmates go on a canoe trip to another part of the kind of lake or the island or whatever because they're going to go fucking in Camp, camp attempted rape has like all age groups yeah. which is fucking weird yeah, yeah. when they're in the mess hall there's like giant tiny yeah, children I think I actually had that somewhere but I don't know if I don't know if it was this movie or, or the other movie but yeah anyway sorry, so they go the, the older kids are allowed to go uh, a canoe trip yeah so they go with I think two or three counsellors and they go to this other part of the island and it's tradition or whatever, and they're sitting around the campfire and the good guy Todd oldest counsellor is telling us the story of Cropsy and telling the ghost story mm-hmm. about them and all that and he says a wee, a wee thing, don't move or don't smell them or whatever, the words were kind of right. and he's like, you're dead! And then they're all like, ah, it's scary, And then they all kind of break out as summer camp kids always do. Don't, don't smell him. I don't, I can't don't remember what smell his, his burning his, skin. Yeah, he's got, his, he's got his smell like, burning flesh smells like pork, doesn't it? So you'll, you'll smell him, sausage is coming. <laughs> um, and obviously they all, they all split up and go out a bit and one of the rapey guys, Eddie, keeps trying to force himself to kiss the, the virgin um, camp counsellor or whatever and she says no and then she keeps coming back and then he keeps forcing himself further and then she keeps saying no and he says look I do like you I want to kind of spend time and get to know you first and he's like right okay that's fine that's actually what I do mm, come on come on and she's like no that fucking's going and then he goes right I'm going to strip half out the buff and get to this lake you coming she's like what what somebody sees me and then he goes no, I won't tell anybody she's like alright then and he goes into the water and then he tries to rape her again and she's like no fuck you this time and leaves she's given him enough chances <laughs> yeah. now she did step off and get the water so you can see where he dropped <laughs> no uh, so she leaves but then you get this, that kind of point of view of you can tell it's supposed to be the killer watching them is that what you tried to do at the swimming bass <laughs> well, she stripped off and she got in the water that's, that's why it. I'm standing with a hook <laughs> so you get the point of view from you know it's, you know it's the killer watching yeah. them and you think oh Eddie's got it the rapist got it but this is where the rules break down or the rules had been established yet because she is what you would call like a, I don't want to say goody goody but she's the virgin uh-huh. and she's like the the innocent yep and she just gets fucking mauled to death she should she should be like the final girl she should basically. be the final yeah. girl and yeah. she's the first girl which is pretty cool I never even thought about that I just um, I don't know if I had wrote down hold on I'll see if I, what I've written down at the time when I was watching no you, you probably wrote she deserves it for not just going for it um, what have I got <laughs> here uh, I'd love to go to camp and canoe and tell ghost stories by the fire it would be great <laughs> These guys are quite rapey, aren't they? Boobs and boosh swimming in the lake. So is he just taking revenge against all campers because she didn't deserve to die? In fact, it breaks the slasher's rule. So it's like, it's like you say, it's it's not even the, the camp that she that he was killed at. It's a neighbour camp. that He's just gone just killing these random wains. It could also be that Cropsy was kind of watching like a dirty old man at the side of the water, seen that she had went in the water willingly and then knocked him back and so just thought that is, that's his, that like, is pish. an extreme bro code kind of thing yeah like uh, do you know what I'm, I'm going to put a fucking stop to this right yeah. now bitch stab deed uh, so yeah then they go the canoe trip then then they have a wee kind of look around to try and find where she oh, went where she is and the canoes have disappeared so they think she's 
jump back in the canoe to go back to the original camp because she already had reservations of going in the first place because she <laughs> felt the guy was a bit too rapey but she still went do you know what I mean it's, that's just that's scary enough as it is without the, the maniac in the woods but this is when they decide to when they find out that there's something really going wrong or they can't find the canoes or whatever they build a raft and five or six of them got on the raft to try and go back to camp to uh-huh. get help and whatever else the days before cell phones and everything else you know I was watching it and I was like there's only 30 minutes left to go and we've only had one kill and I was like oh wait the raft scene comes like <laughs> it's. I genuinely thought that it was going to be her dead body inside the canoe that's how I thought it was going to be and then they'd be like oh shit somebody kill us and we'll you know how they, they, they paddled up to the uh-huh. random canoe I thought it was going to be her dead body line and then yep, they'd get yep. a fright they'd try and paddle back to where they were and he would just start taking them out one by one but no uh, Cropsey jumps out of the canoe he couldn't have been hiding in there and <laughs> even, even a wee bit but he jumps out and manages to slice and chop off fingers and stab every one of them. Like it could have been hiding because of the smell of these porky fire yeah, skin. Exactly. And not one of them even tries to stop him. Like to stab yeah, them. When you're on a raft though, where else are you gonna go? But in the water for a start now. What, what if it's cold? He's like he's just went <laughs> and chop and the thing is he also chops off Marcus Parks' fingers and then that's that's enough to kill him. But maybe well back in the eighties they didn't have really good anaesthetic in that so maybe it gets to a point where losing your fingers you would bleed out yeah in a raft in the middle of the water the water looks dirty as well you probably get infected with dirty sewage water so it's all scientific Scott it's all scientific the raft scene's fucking brilliant the raft scene is quite good yeah there's fingers there's heads there's necks there's just everything getting yeah, cut yeah it's quite good it's quite gory I think is this the one yeah this is this Tom, Tom Savini yeah. yeah um I think then afterwards they get who gets does Andy make it back? No, the raft floats back and um, they then see the kind of highly bodies. Yeah, so then that's that's when Cropsey starts taking them out. He I can remember the next one I can remember is he takes out Sally, who is less of a innocent virgin but still not quite typical slutty. She's still trying to push away the other rapey guy, but he's still like one one then one then. And it's just too many rapey guys. He manages to rape, so he gets he gets. Um, I think she to, allows it. And then he 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 blows his blows his load in load two, two seconds and he's raging about it he's raging, it. raging so he's, he's, would be. he's almost about to punch fuck out but then he decides I'll go and get some matches to build as a warm fire <laughs> you know because you don't get any other kind of fires <laughs> so he goes back and he comes back again and when he leaves Cropsey kills his bird uh-huh. so when he returns to the sleeping bag he's it like it seems an awful lot like Cropsey just fucking hates birds just Cropsey's won't. a fucking brilliant hater <laughs> This is my next note. How, where the hell, because he's like, sees her just her head in the sleeping bag and he's like, oh, she's sleeping. Oh, come on, Sally. Uh, oh, 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 oh. And then Cropsey just appears as if he's been hiding under the sleeping he bag. He has kind of got the, the burnt skin that would resemble uh, the bark of a tree. So, so, so he just looks like a, like a log sitting there. Proper, proper skin camouflage. All right. Apart okay. from the pork smell. The pork smell, yeah. I mean, he also, he did not say he did a piggy nose all the way through it as well. So play, like, the I think the actor that played them had a piggy nose yeah. though. <laughs> I don't think I, I don't think that was naked. Didn't add that in. <laughs> so I and then they just kind of kill everybody pretty much straight away, don't they? Because they kill Sally and then they kill I forget that boy's name, the kind of one with the long hair who's like forty. I, can't I forget what they call him. They kill so he kills him after it, and this is when Alfred has been spying like a wee perv, and he runs away with his shoulders above his head and the sweatiest back ever. Yeah, reminiscent <laughs> of my Central Park experience. <laughs> and. But one, one slasher rule that does exist, even though that Cropsey is supposed to be a real guy, is he is faster than a running teenager. Mm-hmm. So then, does he manage to find Todd and convince him? Todd takes for a bit to wake up, and he manages to convince him, no, there is something fucking serious going on here, yeah. and he comes. 
and then he runs then Alfred runs into Cropsey and for some reason Alfred gets special death treatment. He gets like picked up, taken to the cabin, pinned up against the wall. Like why does he get special See, death that's treatment? That's why I think there must be something I will the dialogue never suggests it that one of them have got well, some connection to yeah, the boys at Burnham. I d I've I didn't I had subtitles on and I didn't when, catch that at all. When he's in the cabin and Todd comes with a which comes with an axe or he comes with a flamethrower or whatever. There's a flamethrower. I think, I think Cropsey's about to burn Alfred and, and Todd comes in with an axe and you get a flashback that Todd was one of the original guys who set him on fire. Right, okay. Yeah, I must have missed that. So then, because it flashes back and it shows you, zooms in on Todd's face and you get the name of the guy. He was, he was like the third guy who speaks or something. I can't remember exactly what he says, but he's... He doesn't. He doesn't. He's not the be ginger one who's like desperate to fucking to set the fire. He's just. He's just one of the guys who happens to be there. But he's also not like painted as like a complete innocent, just caught up with yeah, the rest yeah. of them. And then obviously ends. I can't. Does Alfred die? Alfred. No, he doesn't die. No. So, a uh, good guy Todd hits him in the head with an axe, and then Alfred sets him on fire. Yep. And there's like night. There's a really nice shot with Cropsey just kind of like walking about in the barn on fire, and it's night. The rest of the movie's not really nicely shot. It's just a fun movie, yeah. especially that I've seen. But this shot is like, ah, there's some artistic merit to this <laughs> one. My uh, question is, why is Good Guy Todd the only one who gets to live when he was involved in burning? And this is like, this is the best typo that's ever autocorrected <laughs> ever had. When he was involved in burning crispy in the first place, <laughs> <laughs> and also how he was the, he set the Janet on fire five years ago. So what he's done since he's grown up is became a camp counsellor, went back to the island that he set a guy on fire on, and then sits around the campfire and has a laugh telling the story <laughs> to all the new people. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a bastard. You know what I mean? But he's painted to be the hero. And I, then I, I didn't I didn't even get that. And then at the story. end they also imply at the very end you see there's another group of counsellors and another group of campers, somebody telling the story, they imply that that's Alfred grown up and then become a counsellor. That's what I took from it. And he's then telling the story. Why the fuck would you go back again? Oh, I see, I didn't get Alfred from it. I thought the guy looked totally different. Well, he did, but that's... That's, that's a, a, they don't care. for him. <laughs> uh, that campfire, though, they're all wearing like, woolen jumpers and like multiple layers. There's no, absolutely nobody getting tits out. That's that, a, that is another thing I was going to say that I forgot to p- take my note on. At the start of the movie, when uh, Seinfeld and his pals go into the for the dinner, it's pitch black. Now, surely you, you can't be having your dinner any later than 7 o'clock. And if you're at summer camp, it's going to be light until like, you're back at 10. But see, by the time everybody's like fought off their attempted rapers, <laughs> it's, it's probably it's late. late. <laughs> I think it's, it's one of these movies that, that they try and they shoot in like, winter and try and pretend it's summer and then all the kids are like kicking about freezing but they like, just act like it's warm. I said they will get be perk little nipples. It's <laughs> a weird in this movie because they are perk little 12-year-old nipples. <laughs> but the burning, as I've noticed, kind of suggests there's not a whole lot to write home about apart from the raft scene but it's still enjoyable yeah overall it's still a, it's, a good movie it's paced well it's kind of it's acted well yeah I mean some of the actors that are in it obviously went on to become decent uh, yeah. working or well, two of them anyway and it's it's the raft scene does kind of blow the rest of it excuse the pun out of the water yeah uh, because that was so good and I don't know how early it was in Savini's career, 1981. He'd already done Friday the 13th and stuff, but it was still yeah. early Savini work and it, it's fucking nice. The fingers yeah. coming off are really nice. Yeah. I'd give the burning a seven. I'll give it a seven as well. Seven. I didn't even write in down. Shit, I don't have anything. Seven. Seven 12-year-old perky nips. Seven 12-year-old perky nips. 
Uh, do you want to get to again? Yes. I should really actually probably clarify the Central Park story quickly. Aye. I'm just back from New York and Boston, and we got lost in Central Park. I say we got Is lost. Is it that big? Oh, it's fucking huge. Is it? But Lena kept saying she knew where she was going. <laughs> it was 32 degrees, I was wearing a baseball top and jeans, and I sweated so much that my entire top went transparent, and I gave myself rash. <laughs> a rash under both armpits that was like, my fucking arms have been set on fire. I've been using caniston, like fungal foot cream. <laughs> on my armpits and it's getting better good so earlier on when I said oh I like my Central Park experience that's what I meant <laughs> let's go on it's Sleepaway Camp 1983 directed by Robert Hiltzik I don't think he directed anything no, else I until find anything else. the I think he was going to direct the Reunion movie right. which was part 4 if I'm correct I think he was going to or did direct that didn't watch it because can't imagine it's. Have good. you seen any of the sequels? No. I've not watched any sequels yet either, but I think I'll maybe try and see them out. The covers of two and three both look like just really amateur porn movies. Oh, yeah, and they also look as if they'll be as good as like the American Pie Presents movies, right? Yeah. No, like, not the American Pie sequels, but like the Naked Bad Camp was alright. Uh, that was the first one, wasn't it? Yeah. And then like the one after I that. I beat a house and shit that. Uh, so from the back of the Sleepaway Camp VHS, welcome to Camp Arawak where teenage boys and girls learn to experience the joys of nature as well as each other. Ooh. But when these happy campers begin to die in a series of horrible accidents, they discover that someone or something has turned a summer of fun into a vacation to dismember. Does even work? That's <laughs> <laughs> why it doesn't work. Has a dark secret returned from the camp's past or will an unspeakable horror end the season forever? The first thing... Right, there's, there's, there's literally there's actually so much to talk about in this this movie we could just list everything that's wrong with it everything and then a different list of everything that's fucking hilarious about <laughs> it and everything that's actually really good about it, you st- it I mean you start off with that opening scene of the speedboat um, to, to, and you see the two twins in the water with their dad and then you see in the background two kids in a speedboat pulling their friend on their friend who at no point looks like she's enjoying no. water skiing, she's screaming to come down, yet for six minutes she's water skiing perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> it takes her, it, it takes effort to water ski. She is like a fucking swan gliding over that they, water and she's screaming and hating every minute of it. It just it just doesn't make sense. And then you've got the lassies like, let me drive the boat for you. And the guy's like, no, you don't know how to drive it. And he's wearing the shortest shorts. And that's not even, you know, this is the theme of the yeah. movie, short shorts. This guy's balls are ready to hang out the sides. <laughs> but I mean, you know what I mean? So they switch places and she drives. And then for some reason... They do a Austin Powers steamroller joke, but seriously, <laughs> when Lassie in this Lassie on the uh, skis is like, turn the boat, <laughs> or it's a Jersey accent, join the boat. I don't know, I can't do a Jersey accent. And uh, she says, you, you need to move. Not only so the boat's at this point is heading towards the twin kids and and the dad, but, right, they, who so they, they, the they fall in, they've fallen into the water, and their boat is kind of near the shore. It's like a foot away from the shore. So they shouldn't be speedboating towards that area anyway, let alone if there's people in the water. And she's sitting screaming, turn the boat, turn the boat. And the two kids in the boat are sitting facing each other while we're supposed to be driving the boat going, what's she shouting? <laughs> uh, what, 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 she, what is she shouting? You've been, it's so ridiculous. And it goes for ages. The little water skier lassie, it's actually her fault because rather than them facing forward and seeing that they're she's going to shouting. kill a family or... Completely fucking blow up on dry land. <laughs> They're too busy looking. Oh, what's that ginger behind us shouting? <laughs> you don't think that 
the the acting in this scene is all over the place. Like the two the kids in, the, in this entire film is all over the place. <laughs> the, two kids, the two kids in the boat are like, oh no, turn the boat, we're going to hit. Oh no, we hit them. And then the last one in the skis is like, yeah, yeah. She's probably giving it fucking one hundred and ten percent. You can see she's sitting in three footy water, but she's at I think it looks like she's paddling. No, you killed them. So yeah. So anyway, the boat uh. goes over the the dad and the two kids. Right in front of the dad's gay lover who's yep. on the show, who I assume that's what he is. Yeah. Who knows? Who looks at the camera and goes, John. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a two second cutscene of him going, John. <laughs> and then that's it. So we find out that one kid has died, the dad is dead, the gay lover is obviously fucked off. He's, he doesn't have Or he's it. not allowed to take the kid because it's back in the yeah. 80s or whatever. So they have to go and, and live with. And don't trust the, gays with kids. They have to go and live with the aunt who's a doctor and very, very definitely mentally ill. And I don't mean the character, I mean the actress. I, the actress. What the fuck is that? She looks like Joy Lewis, but her acting, it's like, oh, I, I've nearly forgot your lunch. That wouldn't be good. Mm, no, it wouldn't be good. Like, whoa, was that it's, serious? It's, yeah, because it totally detracts from everything. And when you get to the end, which obviously we're going to spoil this movie uh, if you haven't seen it, uh, but when you get to the end, you kind of you can maybe try and justify that she, like it's because she's so weird. That's the reason why she what, done what, what she done to get yeah, to the end. Yeah. But I mean, it's like it's not even just it's pro it's it's bizarre. I think it's if it's acting, it's too over the top. Just act crazy, act out slightly unhinged. Don't act fucking balls out schizophrenic. <laughs> like if you if you're Robert. Hiltzik and you're sitting behind your wee director's chair with your wee bonnet and your wee megaphone and she's acting like that there's a reason why you've never made any more yeah. movies because you could not tell her to calm the fuck down just calm it in uh, so they, she decide, it's eight years later and she decides to send her son Eddie and the little girl who survived oh, uh, Ronnie Ricky Ricky Jackie what Sorry. is it what did I say Eddie Eddie yeah, he's um, for the first one he's the rapist for the first one too many, too many naked kids running about camps uh, so they sent Ricky. Ricky, yeah. And Angela, who is a surviving child from yeah, the boat so crash. they're like cousins. Yep. And they go to camp. So it's set in summer. Did you notice how many trees were autumn orange? Well, this is again, this is, this is another thing of how um, movies just sub- subject kids to horrible to, uh, conditions horrible and tell them act as if it's warm. Where they then get... So basically, you're going to say the same bit I am. <laughs> <laughs> they turn up at the camp. We've got James L. Jones's father. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was. I thought it was him because I've... I've, I've uh, yeah, but it's his dad. I thought it was also, James L. Jones, but it's his dad. Kind of exactly racist to the fact that the entire kitchen staff, apart from one man, are all black. Yeah. The only one that's not black is the white. Obvious. Fucking turn up to eleven pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> all these Waynes who are supposed to be like age range from like fucking what like eight to eighteen. Is that uh, what we say that's like the age range this thing? And the kitchen staff who are mock it are standing watching these Waynes <laughs> come in, and the white guy goes, "Hmm, where I come from, we call them baldies." <laughs> like, I'm like, what? Holy fresh shit. little chickens. <laughs> <laughs> and then James L. Jones's dad goes. I don't think they're old enough to know what's going on in your head. Yeah. And then he goes, there's no such thing as too young. Yeah, and then he laughs and walks away. I was like, this is the first 11 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's going to be amazing. So then we find out that um, Ronnie's ex from last year has grown tits over the year. And, Not uh, Ronnie. Yeah, no, Ricky, sorry, Ricky's Ricky. fuck guy. Ricky's ex from last year has uh, grown tits over the year. Yeah. And this makes her popular with all the... Um, 
Did the you boys. see the size of her tits? Yeah, but did you see the, the fucking size of her face when she turns around? <laughs> she's like 29 years old, man. There's no way she's a wing. This whole film is filmed. I, I don't know if this director was drunk. Every <laughs> single scene is filmed that the actors, the top of their heads start halfway down the screen and then all the bottom half of them are cut off and there's just this all dead space <laughs> at the top of the scene. Every scene you see, it's like, just put her legs in. Actually centre, centre in the shot. Don't just, oh well, get her face in my supposed pool, part of her chest. It's fucking like, weird. I don't know, like all the actors as well are all different ages. Like, I can't, I find it difficult to take it seriously when you've got scenes of Ricky running up wanting to fight a guy who's like 30 and he's like fucking muscly as shit. He's like, you will get your head kicked <laughs> mate. And this guy, the bad, the group of bad kids are all different age ranges as well. It's like, it just looks bizarre to see people. But again, like I've, never, I've never been in an American summer camp is it a wide age range? Because I, I thought camp is where you go to like fuck for the first time, smoke for the first time. But again, you, it would be like time. I reckon you'd be you'd be splitting the age ranges. I mean, I guess maybe if it's during a puberty time that people will maybe look at different stages in life. Some people have a growth spot early, but some of these guys are full on hairy man. Obviously, like, the, this isn't during puberty time though, because they're all baldies running about. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, this is also when we get to uh, introduce to Ronnie. Who is so top heavy, and in his first scene, he loves short shots. His junk is so visible, <laughs> but it's played so straight. It's like it's his outfits are never like partly a joker. In that's oh, like, just that's the way he dresses. That's the way he dresses. And he's got a cigar in every scene as well. But he then did. No, die. that's that's the that's the camp. That's the Mel. That's the. Oh, honestly. That's the old names. man who runs the camp. Ronnie's the. The counsellor who's got the Ronnie's big muscles and the big one. chest, right. but he's, he's like, it's just all up on arms and chest and right. the tiniest shorts. Right. Okay. But everybody's wearing shorts, shorts, so, you, so that, yeah, I can see what you I'm talking about the old guy, the old smoker guy, who died two months after this came out. Oh, really? Probably of lung cancer because Probably of, he was. Of, of hating the fact that he was involved and also was one of the pedos in this movie. <laughs> it is, like, it's, it gets a wee bit like child porn. Both of these movies get quite like child porn. We go into. The first kill and the first kill is the mega pedo the chef uh-huh. um, now he could have just stepped down off the chair he's like leaning over this big ridiculous huge sized pot of boiling <laughs> water and he could have just stepped off it and also he didn't die or at least didn't die straight away he's screaming in pain he could have told everybody who done it straight away right. like that's so that just seems bizarre to me he screams for a long time so oh, he, be- oh, oh, oh reason I because he tries to he tries to rape, rape I forgot how he tries to rape Lassie and that's why he's... What actually it. happens is the big buff guy grabs Angela, the wee quiet lead character, and is like, oh, do you not like that? Come on, we'll get to the kitchen, we'll find something that's you right, do aye, like. That's right, aye. Introduces him to, I think his name's Artie, I could be wrong. Anyway, the big heavy pedo guy, he's like, oh, can you take her into the cupboard and show her? Like, something what to eat, yeah. And they walk in, literally three seconds later, <laughs> Artie's got his dick out and he's like, you're getting it. <laughs> like, you're in... Canteen, fuck kids at a summer camp. It's the first day. Honestly, fucking rain it in a bit. Wait, 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 wait till the second week. <laughs> you're, not, you're not even trying to groom anybody, so they'll keep quiet. They're just like you know, I mean, you're an actual other adult has given you this little girl. You're taking her in a cupboard. And you're going to rape her and put her back out. And what planet is that going to work? So obviously, rightfully so, he dies. Yeah. He gets boiled alive. And then uh, and some good special effects where you see that the skin bubbling and blistering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty good, but he screams for, well, I don't know how long it would take the paramedics to come. <laughs> they must be on site because he's still screaming when they get there. 
never told them who done it. <laughs> just exactly, yeah, exactly, just screaming. So the the this is when the leader of the camp, the old guy with the cigar, then says to Darth Vader's dad to take over, and he can be the <laughs> head chef. And it's like they I mean, this is nineteen eighty, but they have played like literally like nineteen forties slaves. Slaves. Okay, boss. Yeah, boss. Yeah, boss. I I won't tell anybody. No, boss. I sure won't. No, boss. Because the guy says I'm gonna be fifty pound extra a week. Okay, then. Yeah. Fifty pound extra a week. Oh, that's that's quite a lot in the eighties for a black guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, right, but you know what I noticed, right? Ricky and Ronnie are the two of the nicest guys in horror movies ever. Uh huh. Like they they always are looking out for the the best and. Like Ronnie's looking out for the best in all the campers. Ricky's always looking out for his cousin. Like he's properly uh, like protective over her, and he's wanting to fight everybody, all the old grown up men and everything. He's wanting to get his cunt kicked I think every time. That that's just to show that Ricky's <coughs> volatile. So you start thinking that maybe he's the killer. Oh yeah, that didn't work because you do. You know, yeah, yeah, no point. <laughs> oh, did you watch it? You then, you've got the DVD, don't you? Yeah. I watched it on YouTube, and it's like the HD version. And at one point in the doorway, you see the actual killer standing, and it's obviously Ricky in a wig, and it's yeah. like. Uh, you should really be blocking that out. I read some of the special features, uh, the, like the trivia and stuff, and it said that like some of the scenes that was that was definitely him. Uh, it was him in it because Angela's mum, mum yeah, wouldn't let him do it, but you can clearly see his face now. Like, right. I've got um, a couple things here. I haven't already talked. The age range of these campers is so huge, and then I've got dead body dummy plus plus plus. I can't remember who's the first. Oh, uh, it's in the canoe, isn't it? With the snake comes yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just pretty crap. They they what this movie actually done well as opposed to a lot of the other kind of movies centred on kids child swearing they've yeah. got it down to a treat it's like kids don't just drop the F-bomb once kids drop it fucking I say F-bomb and I fall up the same fucking <laughs> drop the word fuck like a million times in a sentence this bit they're from Jersey aren't they so I mean that's that's when they're playing baseball it's like oh he sucks damn bitch yeah, oh, I know <laughs> what's that going to do again that's the thing as well because these are all like 14 year old boys like antagonising like 18 year old men and you're like <laughs> It's like, you will get your cunt kicked in, or you should be getting your cunt kicked in. Each shouldn't die, Ricky. Each shouldn't live, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> There's a... I've, I've, my next note takes away from Ricky actually being nice, because I forgot he's actually a pranking asshole, because when the uh, fat Mozart and he's bumped, they just <laughs> wind him up all the time. And then I, and then Mozart just escalates quickly, bringing out a knife and wants to stab him, to which they just laugh at <laughs> It's just so fucking odd. Everyone comes in, takes a knife off him, and puts it like up on his own shelf. On a different shelf. <laughs> oh no, you can't get this. I'll put it in a higher shelf. It, it is true to life though, because I get caught once swearing, like I was out playing football, I think somebody tackled me or some shit, and I went on this 50 second tirade. Like I said, fuck every three seconds, uh-huh. just like, because I knew how to swear. And then the boys, well, somebody's dad. Complain to mum and dad, but that guy's an alcoholic and dead now, so fuck you. <laughs> well, <laughs> Must be doesn't isn't it that important now, is it? <laughs> so there's there's another storyline going on in the girls' camp where Angela doesn't speak because she's messed up. When you're supposed to think it's messed up because she's seen her brother and her dad get killed when yeah. in the lake when they're young, and the Judy one is like a right bitch. She's a camper. She's a right bitch. But one of the counselors, Meg, is also a mega bitch. She's also bitch. pals with Judy. <laughs> Again, age range is massive, but Judy is supposed to be 14, looks about 20, but they keep speaking to Angela, and she's said some words to other people in the camp by this point. They keep saying and asking her questions, even if they're antagonising her. She doesn't say anything, she just stares at them. That would get so fucking frustrating, and I'd want to knock it's her out. It'd get wound up, but see if uh, this third time I questioned her, and she didn't speak to me, I'd just be like, well, I don't want to talk to you then, and I'd stop talking to her. I wouldn't keep going and then getting wound up because she didn't want to talk to me. Yeah. 
Because she, she really like, ends, ends might... up really hating her. <laughs> I really, really hate her. Aye, and then, I mean, Judy's like a bitch to everybody. I think there's another counsellor who stays in the, the camp who's supposed to be the nice and icy one. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what she tells her, but Judy just turns to her right to her face and goes, Fuck off! <laughs> and it's like... <laughs> I don't like Judy, but that's just the that's what happens perfectly get, delivered line. That's what happens when you get tits, when you're not a baldy anymore. <laughs> when you question. evolve into a bushy. <laughs> <laughs> right, I've got a question, right? Does anyone have control at this camp? No. Not one of the adults or no. the councillors has got control of this camp the, at all. The old guy running the camp, it no like even after like the sixth or seventh kill, thinks alright, maybe something's actually happening here, we should shut down this camp. He just keeps trying to hide it. Yeah. He keeps smoking cigars and beating Wayne's and trying to go out with a wee lassie at the dance, which is also fucking weird because he's about six to eight years old and this lassie's about 12 and he's like, oh, do you want me to get uh, you to come out for dinner? And she's like, okay. Yeah, it's so weird, man. And like, it's got up with the Wayne's are kissing this movie and the, the kissing's awkward as fuck. Like, it's proper awkward, man. As in, it gives you an awkward semi or it's awkward to watch? It's just awkward to yeah. watch because mm-hmm. it's like that kind of kid kissing where they just like, they don't move their faces, they just touch lips together. It's just so weird. Oh, is that not how you actually kiss? <laughs> <laughs> right, do you, I, don't, I can't remember what scene it is, right? But this is my favourite scene in the whole, whole movie, right? There's two characters talking in front of the screen and they're probably, like you said, like spot it out of frame like the way that the uh-huh. director's got it all wrong. And in the background, all you can see is Ronnie just lifting weights, just <laughs> pumping some iron just in the background. It's like nothing to do with what's going on. There's no need for it, but he's just there, just fucking lifting. I bet you that was like an actual table read. Ronnie was just yeah. genuinely pumping weights, didn't give a fuck. Uh, so more and more folk die. Uh, is this the bit where the bitchy lassie gets some straighteners right up the fifth? I don't remember that. You don't remember that? I don't think so. What, what's the bitchy one's name? Judy. Is it Meg? Meg. Judy? One of them. I can't remember makes a counsellor who gets stabbed in the shower. Right, well, it's the other one. Right. Uh, she gets the straighteners and gets burnt because the killer puts them right up her fanny. No, because they looked away from in no, my version. It goes right up her fanny. Oh, really? Because right I did read that. Uh, it doesn't show you going up her fanny. Oh, maybe, maybe it did. It's implied that I was writing notes at that, that point. Um, How would you think she just burned her thighs to death? I don't <laughs> really remember. I thought. It was a knife. Yeah, maybe no, it's I a see that hand and it's a straightener. I'll maybe have a look at my version I've got in. Because I did read in the information that Judy's mum didn't... Or was it her mum? Yeah. Or was it just somebody? No. They didn't want to show the dummy they made for her death scene because it was too grisly. Which, well, it wouldn't be hurting because the body it must have would been, just have a... It must have been like censorship or something. They didn't want to show it because it was too grisly. So if it was like a... It's cool. It shows you the baldies going to the bushes and then getting burnt off and then be baldies again. <laughs> But anyway, that's quite a, that's quite an interesting kill. It's quite it's quite clever. Never thought about putting straighteners up a fanny. I've, <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine it would be pretty intense. Intense. <laughs> um, I've got a, a a note on Meg's kill when she gets stabbed in the shower. Yep. So she deserves to die for that horrific tuneless humming. <laughs> it is god awful, man. <clears throat> is that where she gets stabbed through the wall? Yes. The strongest knife in the world. Yes. <laughs> Who goes through a tiled shower wall? And then through a spine. <laughs> <laughs> right, um, oh, all right, I've got a couple of things here as well because we're rushing towards the end. But we've got um, Judy picks up Angela and throws her in the water. She's no one day in the water for like the whole time. But or Meg picks up Angela. And th- this is before like these oh, two before they kill. die. Right. And and this is the point where the guy who runs the park, the old man, thinks that Ricky is the killer, and he uh. stops Ricky from helping and just lets Judy throw or lets uh. Meg throw Angela, who can't swim, into the water. 
and says she needs to learn to deal with it like on her own you're like this guy is messed up is this not the scene where he then just starts punching fuck it that's later on when he catches him in the woods when he after he finds Meg's dead body he thinks that Ricky's killed her so he knocks Ricky to the ground and starts like gorilla punching him (laughs) like properly beating fuck out this 14 year old way I I don't see the actor that played the old guy like I know he, he wasn't well during the filming and then subsequently died but he must have been really unwell not to have actually read the script or think I'm punching attempting to rape Wayne's it's not a, it's not see, a role you think you would you would choose willingly see when it's like a proper studio movie with a budget and you want to be an actor or this is how you want to pay the bills I guess any role's a goal aye but Right, well, what you're going to do is you're going to chat up this 12-year-old, you're going to take it to the dance, and then there's this guy about another 12-year-old boy that comes, you're going to punch fuck out of him. <laughs> You've got a cigar and tiny shorts in every single scene, and at no point do you question why everybody's getting murdered <laughs> in your camp. I mean, Kevin Bacon's done it a couple of times, he loves being a pedo. <laughs> 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 I mean, I, mean, I would do it. See if, some, see if somebody just now was making a movie and they wanted the character to be not very nice person, I'd do it. Just so if anybody's out there making movies... So if you get a movie that you want someone who's willingly ready to beast Wayne's and punch them, <laughs> it could be any sort of film. It's, <laughs> it, it, your it, man. it's acting, it's acting. <laughs> yeah, I'm right at the, the reveal, so if you get anything else before it, because we've I, kind of jumped all over the place. I am the reveal there's right, so there's a couple of things, but the reveal comes first because there's there's a there's I don't know if you, I really hope you know but this wee bit of trivia at the end. And I hope I re- I really hope you've missed it because it's it's brilliant, it's it's fucking iconic. But so at the reveal, right? Do you want to explain the reveal? I just right. So the reveal is the whole time you've been thinking that the killer could be Ricky, but it's, so everyone it's against Angela. So it turns out that Angela is a killer. The counselors are like have survived, came out, and Angela's sitting there with her boyfriend, who she's she's met, stroking his head, with this manic mad look in her face. Yeah, it starts growling. It starts growling like this guttural, horrible sound. And it zooms out, and it turns out that Angela has a little tiny penis <laughs> with a huge bush. <laughs> so she I'm is not old age. <laughs> uh, and Angela's just staring, fucking jaw agape, guttural groaning, dick hanging, and then I'm sure it's Ronnie's like, oh, she's a boy. <laughs> it turns out that Angela actually got killed with her dad, and it was the little boy that survived, and the crazy aunt had decided that because she's already got a son she's always wanted a daughter so just started fucking putting the little boy in clothes and making her or making him Angela so it's not even like it's a a transvestite killer because it's kind of forced it's forced upon her yeah like at no point did she make a choice where I'm going to dress up as a as a woman yeah it's it, it, it lends a lot of questions just now with all the you know LGBT stuff happening and the rights and and the transgender rights has been going on for a wee while about bathrooms and whatever else and it's kind of well it's never calmed down it's still they've got a long way to go and everybody should be fighting for equality but it's been taken kind of two ways I think there's people thinking that that movie is like the first kind of transgender protagonist um, and they say it's brilliant there's other folks saying that it's like it's it's not good because it doesn't portray them in a, in a good light it says if you've got a transgender you will be a, a murder <laughs> Um so I mean I don't know I mean I don't think they implied it to be that way because the aunt forces him to yeah, be a, I mean, a girl I, for the whole I'd say whole for like cross-dressing and stuff Buffalo Bill and Norman Bates and people like that actually they, they willingly choose to dress up yeah. as a woman they cross-dress yeah. so they would be 
it's transvestite even a word now? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I trans. I think transvestite is when you wear. Transvestite is odd. Transsexual is not for the other opposite sex. Transgender is when you believe you are the opposite sex inside, and when you, you whip go it through surgery to to add it on to make that way. So, this Angela is none of these because she's just been dressed up as a as a lassie made to live like a lassie against her will and started killing. So all she is really is a child killer. Essentially, yeah. sorry, like as in a killing child, yes, as opposed to it, a child killer. What it really goes to show is how important parenting is, and how just the smallest thing can mess them up. I still don't get the character at the end, like you said at the start. This would then maybe make sense of her, her attitude and the way she is really unhinged, but it's still a bit too crazy. Yeah, the, the, this. like the aunt should be locked up. Like they say, she's a doctor and all that. They try and I don't know what they try to imply about this character. But the way that it's acted is is beyond bizarre. And also, Angela has been obviously going to school because they're they're a, a half decent age at this camp. Surely, at school she thought, "Why am I gonna get a penis and nobody else does?" Because Angela doesn't seem a. Oh, I suppose she does. She doesn't get in the shower and stuff, yeah. so she does hide it. Do you think she then knows that she is, a boy? Yeah, I think so. Why because because that, because it wasn't like a child it wasn't like a child she was like eight when it, when she when her Everton dog ran down or at least like oh it was six or something six. that's old enough to know the difference especially so, when you've got a twin brother you'd be fucking why would you just come out and say listen my fucking crazy aunt keeps putting me in dresses Aye. and do I sack like stop this I'm so, going child to social services please Aye, I'm going to start killing folk I always go to Ricky Ricky your mom's a fucking walloper she keeps putting me in dresses and wee tiny pants <laughs> look look I'm fucking hung better than you Ricky. <laughs> But it's a, it's a horrible scene. Like it's 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 haunting. It's do you know what it is? it's because it's like a freeze frame. It just just whaps right on you, and you're just like, it's not even like a twist. It's just a shock I, still image, and you're like, oh. And because they made a prosthetic head to put on which like I didn't know at the time to put on this twenty one year old college student's head <laughs> who had to get drunk to stand naked because he, he was embarrassed, and it's just the whole thing about it. It's just completely it's bizarre. Because like, it isn't our face. It's just. Is the mask or uh, <laughs> oh, oh, it's so unsettling. You think they got the boy drunk and trimmed his bush down a wee bit? I know, I know, because it just does not go to like how Angela looks or how even how even Ricky looks. Yeah, you know I mean, it's like it, it's it's a proper man, it's a hairy man. Right, here's the thing I was going to say, which I hope you didn't notice. At the end, once like everybody's getting killed and the cops turn up, the cop turns up. And <laughs> <laughs> one scene has got a moustache. And the next scene, he's just got a painted on moustache. It's just, it, and they just try to get away with it. As if he's, they've had to do reshoots and he's went and shaved his moustache off and they've just painted it off with this big black marker. You'd think it would actually, like, there must be more lifelike fake moustaches. It's jail, like, they've boot done, polish. They've done all this, like, special effects of killing people and that they couldn't just stuck some hair on his face. Or at least made the reshoots like scenes far away rather than the only shot of policeman that zooms directly into his face. Uh, uh, it stands alone in its own, man. That it's, is. it's horrible. Uh, it, it, what I didn't know until I watched this, like the CKY, I've got an EP cover and it's Angela's face in it. Yeah. I always thought, I wonder what that's from or if it's from anything. It's only on second watch. I was like, oh shit. Do you know why? That's what it's from. No. Because Jess Margera married Felicia Rose. Really? Yeah. They met somewhere and then their soundtrack is in like the sequels. Oh, they play the music to the sequels, yeah, because that's the... That would make me actually want to watch the sequels. Yeah. I don't know which one it is and I can't remember, there's a story about how they met, I don't know, I can't remember how, how it was, but she's definitely, it might not be Jess Margera, but it's definitely one of CQY she's married to. 
Well, that makes sense. I just thought you really liked the movie. No. Which is weird, like in a movie about little uh, cross-dressing Wayne's, yeah. naked Wayne's, rape and all that. It's weird, man. Also, it actually does fit in the CKY's music. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> Even if they didn't get mine, it, it's completely okay. Uh, Sleepaway Camp, I'd give it a seven as well, just for balls out fun. I wasn't, uh, no pun intended, I wasn't sure whether <laughs> oh, to give the it... Pun, the pun was completely intentional. <laughs> I wasn't sure whether to give it seven or eight because I wasn't entirely sure what it is because I love this film. It's a cult classic. I think the patient's good. I think the kills are all right. I think it's fun. Uh, I'll, yeah, I'll give it a 7 to 7 unexpected dick pics out of 10 the, the movie's worth watching just for just that for reveal that. at the end because it's so it's so off-putting and weird it's just strange especially because Vee Angel is actually quite attractive most of the way through even if she doesn't talk even if she has 14 yeah even <laughs> if she has 14 what, she, she's older now isn't she <laughs> so she uh, goes to cons all the time does she actually mm-hmm. we should try and get her on and Jess Margera as well. Jess Margera, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, what's been happening in your life apart from getting older? Getting older and working, but I've got a couple of things I want to speak about because it's been a, cu- a couple of weeks. I didn't know, um, trying to remember the best thing, so I want to talk about this TV show called Eden. It was on British TV. It was about a group of 40 people went to like one of the uninhabited Outward Hebrides islands yeah. and they were spe- spending a year there to see how they survived and got on as a community. And they showed four episodes that kind of went through almost like however many months and then it stopped. And then there was a BuzzFeed article saying how, ha ha ha, they all got left and it was cancelled. It wasn't cancelled, it was told you right at the start that they would show you the beginnings and then they would let them live the year and then show you how they finished. So the last four episodes came on like after they'd spent the whole year and wow, they descended into King of the Rapists <laughs> faster than I thought would happen. I swear to God, there was like like 15 of the lassies left so it left like a top heavy proportion of guys to women and then it was so uncomfortable to watch just the guys sitting around a table just saying, talking to like one lassie sitting laughing nervously as they say, you like anal sex, don't you? Oh, I would just grab your, I don't know, she's got the good kind of tits. I would grab her ass, I'd grab her tits. Mm, yeah. And then you're like, Holy fuck! Maybe this is maybe this did get cancelled because they fucking raped each other. It's it's properly mental. It's, it's Lord of the Flies. It is, whole lot it is more genuinely showing how a massive part of society would fucking fall into depravity if the system collapsed. It prop it totally would. It's it murder, rape. It would be it would be kill list. It would no. It would be high rise. It would one hundred percent be high rise. Would you uh, apply to go on that show? Oh yeah, happy. Really? <laughs> yeah. Just to so you can just turn, turn that iron and build a big, central. I'd build a big fucking like fucking iron throne of bones or something and just sit in it all day and just like go properly bonkers. And I would and I would just make I would be like I would be like a thingy a fucking uh, this is the end and I'm like, trying to take him on a leash and I would be properly I'd just go mental but just straight away like week two I'd just be like. And see, uh, week two, there's actually still food left. <laughs> yeah. that you have and I would, I would just see how many people followed me, and then by the end of the year, I would, I would believe my own hype and fucking be like, I'm never leaving you. I would think that's how I'd actually be in Big Brother after week two. <laughs> I've raped and murdered everyone, <laughs> and the cameras are just looking into my dead eyes 24 hours a day. <laughs> Is a wait for them to give me more food. <laughs> you would just, you'd be like, they'd be like, we need to build uh, a town centre and build a shelter. We need to build the Thunderdome. <laughs> <laughs> like straight away. <laughs> um, the other thing I want to talk about is it finished the book. It's fantastic. It's so, so good. It's so much better than the 90s movie, but I now love the 90s movie better than I did before because I can see all the different things. Even the, the choice of actress in 
uh, Bill's wife to Grown Up Beverly because in the book they're supposed to really look like each other and they do oh, really? when, you, when I watched it again I first seen Audra I was like oh she does resemble the woman like not exactly the same but you can see where they've why they've done that casting choice is it choice. Give you, give, uh, giving you a new respect for part one and part two yeah, or is the whole is the whole, is the the whole, whole thing yeah. apparently I, I thought it was part one and part two but it's it's it was originally six half hour segments I just call it part one and two because you've got to flip the disc the, uh, yeah. um, I still hate both characters attempts at stutters uh-huh. even though the young boy has killed himself but still it's probably you know <laughs> well deserved <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I cannot I cannot wait for the new movie and so far reports are that it is fucking fantastic However, I think that they're really, really pushing too many trailers and TV yeah, yeah. spots, and I've watched too many trailers that I think that a bunch of the jump scares are already shown to me, and I've ruined it. So I think I'm actually going to take a stance now and not watch trailers for any yeah, movie coming up because they do. They, there's too many these days. I was actually going to mention that if you hadn't brought it up, we, in America we've seen uh, a trailer and the whole time the balloons are lifting up, and then eventually you see Pennywise's entire face. And he comes up to the screen and he starts talking. Aye. And I was like, you have just ruined all mystery. Give me a flashy Pennywise. Aye. Don't make him sit there and talk to me through the screen. Yep. I was like, because that's it, it's ruined now. Yep. So it's going to, I'm really looking forward to it, but I'm also, like, I can't help being very sceptical. Like, I'm not going to enjoy it as much as I would have if I hadn't watched any yep. trailers. That very first trailer, when it ends with Pennywise doing the mad kind of CGI run through yeah. the, the sewers. It was, it was amazing. And then... The wee TV spots where it just shows you like a second and then says it instead of his uh-huh. hates it. That was it. That would that would do. That would hype it up enough as it is. But I just feel as if there's too many. But I'm hoping it's still going to be a fantastic movie. Another movie I went to see. And I want to talk about is Annabelle. Right. People have been it. saying Annabelle creation is brilliant. So much better than Annabelle the Origins, or whatever the other movie is called. Just Annabelle, and it explains so much and it and it's scary. I'm quite. I'm actually quite excited to see it at some point because it does sound like everyone has been fucking loving it. So it is a massive, massive pile of pish. Fuck off! It is garbage, man. There's nothing. There's no scares. There was a couple of kind of atmospheric scares at the beginning. There was a really good scene where you think Annabelle's sitting the, underneath a blanket, but then it stands up to be a real person. Like you don't. You, it looks like a doll, and it's like it's just well done. Right. But it very quickly it changes. It changes into a, and I'm going to really spoil it here. So apologies to you and apologies to the listeners. If you, want, to, if you want to still watch Annabelle turn off now and come back in 30 seconds you, you get to see the, the dead girl so you get to meet Annabelle's like the, the spirit of Annabelle the, her parents to begin with who is Daphne's drunk brother from Fraser, or the guy right, from okay. one of like the CSIs or whatever uh-huh. order. I um, so about. I can't take him seriously so he's the dad uh, and then their daughter gets killed so you think it's her ghost that's in this house he then lets his house out to this orphanage and the wee girl who's like we're watching goes into Annabelle's room and sees the ghost and the first time you see the ghost eventually there's a couple of creepy moments and you see the ghost and says what do you want and the ghost turns around and turns into a demon straight away and goes I want to eat your soul and I'm like nah yeah, done out he goes through all this shit and there's so many there's a couple of lines that are almost comical that's, that really waste it it's like written really badly like I mean it's acted well and it's, and it's shot well and it's big budget but there's a couple of lines that you think that's rubbish then there's it seems as if they've tried to squeeze in so many different themes into it I mean there's like I can't, I'm trying to remember them all there's the, like the dollhouse there's the haunted doll there's the haunted house there's the woman who uh, the, the mum of Annabelle is like a, a creepy disease at their theory there is um, 
the there's the the well, so that's like taking the, the ring. ring. There's yeah. the scarecrow in it that doesn't get enough um airtime. It's pointless because they don't. You fucking love a good scarecrow. But they could have <laughs> they could have really went more with the scarecrow, but they didn't. And then it finishes, in a house where, supposed to be, the wee girl that we're watching who gets then gets possessed by, the spirit that was possessing uh-huh. the doll, um, gets into her and she gets everybody at this nun orphanage gets killed or whatever I can't remember and she moves on to another orphanage to then she gets adopted and that's supposed to be how Annabelle starts the movie Annabelle right because then like she I can't remember how she grows up or it jumps into a house where this teenage lassie runs in and says she's got to kill mum and dad and a guy who when you watch it you think is that meant to be Charlie Manson comes in and kills <laughs> them I'm like what the fuck was that and I've never managed to go back and watch the other Annabelle movie to see if it just ties in seamlessly at the end but it leaves so many questions. And at the very end, what it does is when the new parents come to um, adopt the wee lassie who is now calling herself Annabelle, uh-huh. they give her a gift of the Raggedy Annie doll, that the real-life version Annabelle doll that the Warrens uh-huh. have in their real life, not in the movie, the real-life museum. Uh-huh. That then completely defuncts the whole glass doll that we've been watching, the scary one for the movies, because she's left in the farmhouse. We've seen the spirit go in this wee blonde lassie, take the raggedy Annie doll, who, who shouldn't exist in the Conscience series, yeah. but now it's changed up in the real life doll. It's like, and, and then it, it's like that completely defuncts everything as far as I'm concerned. So of, Unless I'm missing something. So it's kind of blown apart the Conjuring universe. Yeah, and there's a part where um, the nun who runs the orphanage has come in and she's got a picture of, like, there's three nuns, and Daphne's drunk brother picks up the photo and flicks it. And this hologram that looks like one of these shitty holograms you got for the museums when you were a kid flicks in the corner and it's like the nun from Conjuring that's there and, she, and he goes who's that and the lassie goes oh I've never seen that before and everybody's like oh it so ties in the uh. nun movie I'm like fuck off <laughs> one I don't want a nun movie because it's a shit character and two that did not tie anything in it's so pishly badly written so people who said it was good please tell me what you've seen that I didn't because I don't get it I don't understand it I was, I was genuinely looking forward to seeing it so was point, I but... spent money for the cinema I, I didn't like the Conjuring. I didn't like the Conjuring two. I didn't like Annabelle. But the trailers and reviews kind of actually they're made me watch so this. much hype, and they're getting pushed to the front. It's been so good. I was watching Ouija uh, Origin of Evil there just before we came in, uh, and it's that's that no, that's good. <laughs> oh really? It's floated under the radar, but it's actually all. I mean, it's no brilliant, but it's all right. I watched a Cure for Wellness. Have you seen that? No, but I kind of wanted to see it. You've oh. seen it was good. People said it was shit, but then I thought it's going to be have a Fright Fest feel to it, so I wanted to uh, see it. It's because it played on the Thursday aye. this year, but we... To be honest, it's not. No. I, I wouldn't say it's got a Fright Fest feel to it. It's Gore Verbinski from mm-hmm. the director of The Ring. It's b- shot and scored fucking beautifully. Like, really shit hot. And acted brilliantly. And there's a kind of bit near the end, or around the kind of last part, that's a wee bit Universal Monsters vibe that I liked that I think is a really strong movie I, I, I loved it they definitely get it in Blu-ray or check it out or I'll give it right was that meant to bring it today? no I don't think so oh thank fuck <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad uh, and also a recommendation on Netflix Life Force is on it so I, I in memory of Tommy kinda, Hooper yeah I've been meaning to kind of watch that for a while but I've not should watch it. it I liked it to be honest I don't think I've ever seen it not stoned but mm. I've enjoyed it every time I've been stoned so it's good <laughs> I uh, still more stories about me being in New York and Boston. Come on, I didn't go on holiday for nothing. Break it uh, well, in fact, I'm only, I've got one story that I, I can't believe I've actually not told you. I've not told anyone. I told it. 
I should really maybe check with Lena for oh fuck it. Uh, she'll be fine with it. We went out for a like a nice a nice dinner. We were staying in a kind of fancy place in Soho uh-huh. in Manhattan. And we went out for a nice fancy dinner fucking I bought her two bottles of red wine, we were really playing it up, playing classy. And we'd met a couple in Boston who were from New York. So like, oh come meet us in Brooklyn, we'll go to a pub or at a bar. And I was like, Yeah man, fucking let's do it. So we get a taxi there and we went down and really just setting the scene just to build us up. Get down and they were there and the guy got the first drinks and it's America so the measures are quite substantial, although they cost you like fucking fifty dollars. So I drank it like three minutes and I was like, right, who's why went next? And the guy's standing there with like a full drink, he's like, What? It's like, you need to drink quicker if we're going to do rounds, otherwise I'll go myself. So I banged quite a few doubles. And then we came home and it was fine in the hotel. Went to my bed, woke up in the middle of the night, pitch dark, like just pitch black. You couldn't see anything because Lena likes a blackout blind, so she can sleep. Went to go to the toilet, got to the end of the bed, and could I fucking remember what direction the toilet was in? <laughs> like, genuinely, I, I was obviously still really fucking hammered. I couldn't tell if it was left, right, straight ahead. <laughs> Didn't know. And by this point, it was too late. I just started pissing, <laughs> like, and not just like, not just like a trickle, I was only in boxers, like, not, not a trickle like this, this went off like a fucking fire hose, like, it came out the legs, it came out the, above the waistband, just an explosion of fucking rum urine, <laughs> all over the rug in the hotel, so I was oh, like, man. oh, shit, still pissed, so, eventually kind of palmed my way to the toilet, get in, just basically for it finishing. So I'd also lead piss all the way into the toilet. And I was like, oh, what the fuck am I going to do? <laughs> Luckily, Lena's love with me and she knows what I'm like. So she wouldn't be that upset. But I still pissed in the carpet. So I got a towel and I was just like dabbing the rug. Because I then left the bathroom light on. I took my boxers off and I was like, oh well. And to us, I ran out of clean boxers. So I just rinsed them and sat them up over the wee bit of the shower and I was like I was still sitting in there unbeknownst to me underneath my pissy boxers were Lena's two last clean face cloths <laughs> <laughs> so Lena came out next day she's like Liam why why are your boxers wet and I was like oh I need clean boxers so I take to wash them and she's like oh, alright so they're dirty I was like no they're clean because I've what did you wash them with I was like shampoo <laughs> she's like they're not clean but you've put them in my last two clean face cloths as I right, okay, I'll be brutally honest with you. I couldn't find the toilet and I sprinkled a wee bit, but I got to the toilet before it happened. So, Lena, if you're listening, I didn't get to the toilet. <laughs> she, I, did, she thought that you. you yeah, got... she, thought, she thought I'd only like, sprinkled a bit and got to the toilet. Yeah, she did not know. Because she did also think, like, why is there a towel on the floor? Oh, I just came out of the shower. But no, it was hiding my piss all over the rug. And like a four or five I, star. And just left the room. Just left the room. Got piss. Yeah, well. To us, the cleaners were in that day and my boxes and that were still there and we didn't have to pay any fines and nobody said anything about a smell of piss. I think because I drank that much, I was actually quite hydrated, so it was fine. It was, it was a clean smell. But yeah, 27, I pissed myself in New York. <laughs> oh well. I can't believe I've just publicly put that out there. I've done it before, drunk, like pissing against walls and stuff. Oh, I haven't we all. Like, so like sleepwalking, but it's the first time that like I, I tried not to and it was just the shame the shame I felt as I went I am literally 
pissing myself right now. Like, I can't even stop this. I am pissing on my own belly. I'm pissing on my legs. This is I just can't I stop can, this. I can I can picture um how bursting you would have felt get up when it's literally there's just no time. I, it's just like, oh my god, what way, what way? Oh fuck it, it's too late. And I'm just, <laughs> just everywhere. It's horrible. Holiday was good though. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's as good a place as any to end it. <laughs> so, as always, guys, find us on Facebook, search Scott Neil versus Evil, <laughs> where we regale you of plenty of stories of how we um, piss in uh, inappropriate places. Uh, get us on Twitter, Scott Liam versus. Uh, find us on Instagram, Scott Liam versus Evil, or on personal pages, Liam Hellcat and Scott underscore versus underscore Evil. And email us suggestions for movies and anything you want to say at Scott and Liam versus Evil at hotmail.com. Don't find my personal page because I don't want Andy messaging me or adding me as like, oh, there's a guy who just pisses himself. <laughs> <laughs> I really should, I should actually build a character and do half my stories through this character <laughs> and half through me because this is my livelihood, man. This, this <laughs> is playing ourselves bare. Uh, we'll, see, we'll be back in two weeks. A week? Two weeks? Two weeks. Two weeks like we usually are now that I've done gallivanting and pissing all over the world and... Yeah, we'll be back with two movies of your choice. And I'm going to pick some doozies. I hope you do. Uh, So, see you guys in two weeks.